Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Now, I want to talk about this co-living. A TD, Richard Boyd Barrett, is urging people to sign a petition today calling for the abolishment of co-living apartments after Amorpanala gave the green light to a controversial local housing development that has been slammed as Dickinson, or Dickinsane, as they're calling it. Um, Solidarity People Before Profit TD Richard Boyd Barrett said he will be collecting signatures of the development of the site in Albana Avenue, Dunleary, at 12.30 today. Uh, Bartra Property Limited plans to build 208 single-bedroom units uh, with a communal living space to be shared by tenants at the site of the former schoolhouse. Now, the only stipulations made by Mbora Planala were that, in the interest of providing a satisfactory standard of residential amenity for occupants, each bedroom is equipped with functional kitchens to include cooking hobs. Now, essentially what they're going to be like is bedsits. I suppose. If you think of the old bedsits, I suppose, back, back in rap mines from flatland days, I suppose they'd be kind of similar to them. But anyway, the size of the proposed living room and library area on each of the, fi- uh, the four floors must be enlarged, they said, to incorporate immediate, uh, inge- uh, immediately adjacent shared living suites. Now, Mr. Boyd Barrett is calling for the uni- calling the units unaffordable box rooms. And he's on the line. Uh, Richard, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Unaffordable box rooms. But cheapers, Richard, me and you in our day... We, I mean, we were, were you in a bed, sis? Were you ever in a bed, sis, yourself? I was. I was indeed, yeah. Yeah, rat mines well, or whatever, rat gar, whatever it happens. as it happens. All right, uh, yeah. Yeah, pretty uh, unpleasant, I'll have to tell you. But is the, is the plan for these not to be temporary accommodation for single people or students? I mean, they're not going to be families, and I, I would hope they would never be families put into something like that. I, I think that if you're asking what is the main intention of the developer who's put in this proposal, it's to make an absolute killing on this site. I mean, the previous planning permission, which was for 60 uh, apartments of one, two, and three bedroom, if you like, normal accommodation, he's now gone up to 208. And uh, by doing that, he is now, instead of making about 120,000 a month in rent, he's going to make 265,000 in rent. But that does give the listeners some idea of how small these are if you've gone from 60 to 208. Exactly. So it gives us an idea of how small they are. Yes. They are literally, they are literally the same size as a disability parking space. That's what I was just going to say, a parking space, yeah. Now, imagine paying 15,000 euro a year for something that size. Now, 15,000 euro, by the way, if we had a normal housing market with reasonable prices, that will get you a mortgage for a house of about 250000 right? But you're, instead, you're going to be paying, a, paying that amount of money to one of these uh, property investors, um, money down the drain for a box room with a fold-out bed. So are you, are you kind of saying that this is essentially exploitation of single people or students or people who are desperate for accommodation in the city? That's exactly what it is. They are literally exploiting in the most extreme way, the housing crisis and the housing misery people are facing. And it's happening then at the expense of those sites being used to develop, you know, actual housing that people need, that families need, that individuals need, that working people need, uh, where they could actually have a real community and a real place, a home to live, as opposed to some sort of transient little box that you live in for a few months, pay extortionate amounts and probably be looking to get out of as fast as you possibly can. 
Well, yeah, we were all happy to get out of them when we when we, when we were in them in rat, in rat mines. And mind you, they wouldn't have been... Now, I'm not going to suggest these are modern. There's not much modern about a box, to be honest with you. But they would have, I suppose. It says, according to Umbor Planala, they have stipulated that they have to have a cooker hob. Uh, in other words, they have to be self-contained in some way rather than depending just on the communal area. Yeah, well, that's only because there was uproar, and they, in a desperate attempt to try and make this look a bit better than than it was, they've they've added in hobs. Uh, but you're you're talking about a tiny little space, and it, just so people understand again to kind of get it in perspective, the minimum studio apartment space allowed under law is thirty six square meters, double what these will be. So. This is the return of the bedsit, among other things. But well, I mean, uh, well, the bedsits were outlawed, but there was a suggestion that we should have allowed bedsits, or we should still allow a bedsit situation for students who only need it for a year or two years. Because, look, you know, we did it, and we didn't die. You know, we, we survived. We certainly need student accommodation, but interestingly, right, what's actually happening is that very, very expensive student accommodation, and now these co-living things. Are but don't get, yeah, don't get me wrong. Thirteen hundred euro is a rip-off for what you actually get. Of course, that's the point. It's a rip-off. I mean, well, okay, but then let me ask you a question, Richard. If if some of the government said, right, well, we're going to get involved in this, we'll build something similar. We'll throw a plan into Borplanala. We'll build a few of them around the city. You know, high rises with some of these apartments in it, and uh, these one bedroom, with single box par- apartments, and we do them for six hundred quid for students. Would, would that be okay? Well, what students are asking for, right? And of course, we need student accommodation. Well, students are railing again. USI has come out against these kinds of things, and indeed against much of the profit-driven student development, which is being built around the city, because developers can make more money out of it, but where rents are about a thousand euro. What the students are saying, the student unions are saying, is that they want on-campus accommodation provided by the, by the, the colleges and universities. Like in America, themselves. yes. Like yeah. in America, at, at decent and affordable prices, instead of being asked for a thousand, uh, a thousand or twelve hundred a month. Because the, the student accommodation at that price isn't actually student accommodation for ordinary students. Yeah, but I, I, I'm well kind of agreeing with almost everything you're saying, Richard, and I absolutely agree with on-campus accommodation. That should have been something that we planned in when we built these colleges in the first place, but however. Uh, but in relation to what your opinion on this, I, I'm trying to figure out, is are you against the idea of somebody living in this size of property, or are you against the price that they're charging for it? So in other words, if they were charging, say, 600 quid for it, um, would you be all right with that? Would that be okay then? If it was considered to be temporary accommodation for a student? Uh, well, on this particular site, that's not certainly the demand, and I suspect many of the sites. Uh, I mean, would students... On campus accommodation at reasonable prices, would co living on campus of that sort be a possibility? Yes, although even there, the size is too small. I mean, it's ridiculously small. Um, and on campus accommodation that does exist at the, at the moment is, is to a much higher spec and better spec than this. I mean, this is the worst thing I've seen. This is really, you know, it's not much different from the homeless hubs that currently exist, where, where people are dying to get out of them. So, I mean, I don't think there's any other way to dress this up other than a developer trying to just cram as many sardine boxes as they can. But, to be, but, but, again, I go, but again, I go back to the 70s and developers did the same thing. Well, homeowners did the same things because they owned these Georgian buildings in around the south side of the city. They did the same thing. They crammed as many rooms, you know, into one living room. They made three bed sets. Do you know what I'm saying? So they did that in our day. 
we survived it and I, I don't have an issue with that if it was only a few hundred quid you had to pay for it you know and you know because that's all your parents could afford to give you to pay for a bit of accommodation I mean and you only have to deal with it for a couple of years of your life uh, yeah, but um, a huge amount of that was substandard. I mean, it was, know, of course, it was substandard. Yeah, Absolutely, I don't, think, I don't think we should sort of say, "Ah, well, we'll just accept that a lot of the uh, rental accommodation in the country is going to be substandard." In fact, I mean, there was a shocking uh, report recently where they did a survey uh, of RTB inspections around the, around the country, and most counties. On, on the inspections that were done, random ex- uh, inspections that were done of rental properties showed 100% in a number of counties, and in most counties, more than 80% of the properties that were um, inspected were substandard. I mean, that's a shocking situation. Well, well, it is a shocking situation. And you've also said in relation to these box rooms that basically it's an insult and it's not going to solve the housing crisis. Well, I, I don't think it was ever set out, well, by this individual, a builder or a planner or a developer to set, to solve the housing crisis. I think there's other ways we need to solve the housing crisis. But it's worth saying, it's worth saying that while, yeah, he's out to make money. The developer's out to make money. Oh, yeah. But well, it, he's, it, taking, it, he's taking advantage of people who are desperate, of course. Absolutely. But this is being done under a thing called strategic housing development, which is fast-track planning, bypassing the normal planning process which was set up by the government with a specific objective of dealing with the housing crisis. So, in other words, a government fast-track planning scheme is now facilitating basically greedy, greedy profit-taking by property developers and speculators. That's not what it was set up for. Well, look, Richard, you're there today. You're looking for people to go up there and sign a petition. Uh, you're in Dunleary and Albany Avenue. And uh, if anybody wants to pop along there and sign the petition, you want, obviously, the planning abolished on this and you don't want them built in the first place. I changed, anyway, to some sort of yeah. decent living. Absolutely, yeah. And we're, we're here and we're getting a brilliant response out in the street and a general, you know, outrage at this kind of proposal because what people want, and indeed we have been campaigning for locally on this particular site, is to have housing for the community, for individuals, for workers, for families who can't afford anything or are actually being driven out of places like Dunleary because it's so unaffordable. They want sites like this to deliver housing that will actually uh, give people decent homes to live in and to keep this community together. That's what we should be doing and that's what the government should be doing. All right, well, look, if you want to join Richard, he's there right now at the moment at half past 12 today and he wants you to sign his petition uh, to have this abolished. Listen, thank you very much indeed, Richard. I appreciate you coming on the air. Cheers, no problem, thanks. All right, what do you think of the notion of bedsits, essentially? Is, are they a good thing? Michael, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Michael? Uh, um, I think they're a very bad thing. As you said, they were abolished and, and they were there in the 1970s and they were abolished. So why are we now going back to the 1970s? We should be looking forward, not looking well, back. Well, they were abolished because they were unsafe, Michael. Yeah. There was a, you know, there was, we have, you know, fire safety standards nowadays, which those bedsits of the 1970s would have never complied with. They were dangerous. Um, but these new little rooms, or whatever you want to call them, um, these cohabiting blocks. I mean, they will have to stand up to fire safety regulations. They will all have to be inspected. They'll have to be built to a certain standard. All right. You you spoke about common areas. They are freezing. But, like, who's going to leave their food in a common area? Like, is it going to be there the following day when you go back? Well, you don't have to. You can keep your food in your room if you want to. Yeah. Nobody's, well, stopping, nobody's stopping you keeping your food in your room. Food, doesn't, yeah, food doesn't take up much space. It doesn't, no, but, it, yeah, but if you, you know, if you leave it in a common area, it's more than likely to get robbed. Like, people, I, I have heard about students, and I heard about uh, this particular group now, and there was 10 of them living in, in one house, uh, a big house, 
and the, the the police were getting called and whatever, you know, over disputes and whatever and drunken parties. That's, with me and the uh, I understand. And it's not ideal if you're living yeah, beside it, but that's, yeah, that's so what like, happens that was, in student accommodation. That's, that's just 10 people then. So you're talking, how many people are we talking here? Well, the, yeah, there's going to be uh, 280, isn't it? Uh, 280 people are living in a cramped space. 280, like, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah, so one person decides to have five or six friends in, and as you know, the the... The space between them uh, was really um, a few feet, cardboard yeah. or something like that. You know, yeah. yeah well, so like, yeah, so you're, everyone's going to hear your party normal, and somebody's in. Obviously, is going to complain. But they're quite specific, Michael. They're targeting individual type of people, and the, the individuals they're targeting are essentially single people and students and people who only want to temporarily. That's yeah, what they're targeting. Now, I'm, I'm not, I'm not agreeing with the price. The thirteen hundred euros a rip off. But, but if you're it, having a par- if you're having a party, and uh, the person next door might be sick and, and not feeling well, ah, jeepers! They're st- it, for students. That's yeah. that's life. I mean, years ago, people had to put up with that. Students get sick. I know they do. So what? So because somebody has the flu in the house, the, the apartment next door, you can't have friends over. Ah, well, so Michael, yeah, you're wrapping people up in cotton wool here. Well, yeah, but we're talking about 280 people. 208, yeah, 208 people, yeah. yeah. 208, yeah. yeah. And they're, they're, they're just like bed sits. Did you ever live in a bed sit, Michael? No. Oh, well, okay, most people did at some point who went to college. No, I didn't. No, I was lucky, I suppose, but uh, no, I, I tell you, it's just too many. Okay, well, stay there. Let me go to Kevin. Kevin, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Kevin? I'm good, Noel. How are you? Good. Kevin, I don't agree with the price. I think it is exploitation. It's a rip-off. €1,300 for a box, right? And we'll all agree with that point. But on principle, the idea of these, is it it a bad idea? No, it's not. There's a place for them in the market, but they're not going to be for students. They're pointless for students. And the problem is, like you said, I mean, let's deal with the reality of it. If you're talking between 1200 and 1500 quid a month when a student earns a grand a month, Mm -hmm. You know, that's the end of that discussion. These well, yeah, Mammy and Daddy are going to be paying for it, aren't they? They're not. Because I'm in the boat now. I've got two others coming behind them. So Mammy and Daddy aren't going to be paying for it. We haven't got the money. Yeah, you're going to be paying for it yourself, like, if you want to yeah. go to college. But these are going to be geared at people who are working in good jobs. If you're earning 30, 40 grand a year, and you're only going to be on a contract for six months in Dublin, that's who they're targeting. They're targeting businesses who were in the UK, who are relocating to Ireland, who need somewhere short-term to live, they don't want to rent a house because the housing market is broken. They need something short-term. That's who they're targeting. And there's a place for that in the market. It's not a solution to anything. That's all this is. It's a short-term low rental market for a few months. They've looked at the Airbnb model and thought, yeah, we can do this. We can make money. So in principle, you see nothing wrong no, with the plan. It, it works elsewhere. It works in every major city in, in Europe that has big office blocks where people come and go who are only there for a short time and they go again. They're not a base to set up the rest of your life. They're no. a short-term thing. That's all they are. And at 1,300 quid a month, that's all they ha- can be because you can't afford to stay there for much longer than that. But that's a rip-off, isn't you it? You know, let's be real about this. It's only... A, it's, it's literally... A gap in the market that someone. I, well, saw, I'm looking at the size of it, and this studio is about the size of a disability car space, which is the mm. size of these things. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, right? Could I? Well, I practically do live in this studio, <laughs> but could I live in this studio, right? And I'm, I'm thinking, okay, I could put a cooker over there. 
My bed would be there. It's actually down, a little bit bigger than a bed sit. Listen, you'd have a sofa bed. Yeah. You'd have a fold-down table. You'd have a telly mounted on the wall. Yeah. You'd have a wardrobe. Yeah. And you'd have a desk to work at. I can see it all around me now. But no, it's not home. It's not it's, home. No, it's, it's a bed. Yeah. It's somewhere where you put your head down. And then these places, the one in London that I know people have used, I know builders who've gone over to London to work, they might have a three-month contract. So they'll stay there in these places. And what they'll do is they'll throw their head down there. They have common rooms downstairs with a bar. And they'll go out into common rooms on the night rather than going into town. They'll, have, they'll go out and get a takeaway or they'll use the cooking facilities that are there. Mm. But they're literally, they have the mindset, I'm only here for a few months to earn. I'm working 12 hours a day, and if I can do more and live cheaper, that's what I'm going to do. But you heard Richard Boyd Barrett, he would prefer if they built 60, you know, livable apartments, you know, two-bedroom, three-bedroom and one-bedroom apartments, rather than these on the same site. The thing is, you need both. Well, you, well, you do need both. You know what, this is the thing. I mean, look, Niall, you've been doing this day, on this now for what, a year? How many years? Eight, nine years? Yeah, eight years, yeah. And I guarantee you, you could go to any record, any download and talk about when you've talked about housing and people have said exactly the same thing to you and we are where we are now where it's still not enough it's all about building but this is, well Richard said that this is uh, you know basically this is not a, a solution to the housing crisis I don't think it's meant it's to be not. it's but, not it's, it's, it's a niche market within a market I mean rather than a company having to hire a house for five workers they could subsidise their workforce in these places and the house is still there for the landlord to rent to other people who are des- desperately looking for places. You see, you've gone back to seeing queues of people standing outside rental ho- outside. I know, she, my own again. son, he lives over actually in Dunleary at the moment, right? Mm. Um, but he's looking to move because he's got a new job, so he's looking to move closer to it, right? Yeah. And, and he's looking to move, and he, he has gone online, and everywhere he goes, there's like 30 or 40 people, you know, wandering yeah. around a single-bedroom apartment. You know what I, mean? I know, but here's the thing. Not a chance He's of getting competing it. competing with people who are earning 50, 60 grand a year in the city who are only there for a few months, and it's their companies are bidding for them. Yeah. It's, you're not taught, this, this isn't going to solve the housing crisis any way, shape, or form. It's nothing to do with it. It's just a subsection of it. Well, it, well yeah. they, mind you, they did apply for the planning of this under the guise of, you know, this, I suppose, the housing commitment strategy, which is basically to get this, you know, to uh, bypass um, planning. I know, but look at it the other way the cost of building in this country, the land, the planning permission, everyone's got their hand out before you turn the key. That's why the cost of everything is so high, because the cost of building the damn things are, is ridiculous. Kevin believes there is a place in the market for them, but not certainly at this price and certainly not targeted towards families or anybody else who would be thinking long term that they're just short term accommodation. Uh, Kieran, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Kieran? Hi, Niall. How are you? Good. I mean, you heard Richard Boyd Barrett giving out yards about it. Now, I, I agree with him on the price. It is a, a bit of a rip-off, €1,300 for a box, you know. But, is, it, yeah. is I mean, is there a market there for it? Well, I, the, the point I wanted to make is, I, I, I get what you're saying with the 1300 but what you haven't said is, because I actually think these, these do have a place, I, I 100% agree with your last caller, but what you're forgetting is that you get your internet, you get all of your, t- your utilities, there's a laundry, there's a, a washing machine, so basically, everything is covered in your 1300 your internet. That's including your bills, yes. That's all your bills. So if, if, if you said, I'm going to stay in a, in a four-bedroom house, I get a small little box room that I have to share with three, not the box room, to share the house with three other people, 
But then we all have to chip in and pay for the electricity. You've got your food. You have to go to a, pretend you have to go to a laundry mat. So the 1300 is, granted on the face of it, is expensive. But when you actually dig down a little deeper, that's you done for the month. 1300 quid, and all you have to do is worry about is your, your food, your commute, and your few nights out, your few points. Yeah, because it is, it is targeted towards specific types of individuals. Yeah, and it's not, again, targeted at students. That's another point that people keep seeming to make. The, the last caller, again, I couldn't agree with him anymore. This is short-term letting. I, I, I had a sister, she lives in the south of France. Now, she's well-established there, a fluent, a fluent speaker, the language. But when she first arrived, she didn't know anybody. So she had to go onto a website, expat.com or something like that. And she was literally going out and organising nights out with complete strangers to try, people who are expats, to try and get into the community and make friends. Now, she, she's established now, but if you're, doing, if you're staying in accommodation like this, there's 200 and odd people, there's a very good chance they're going to hit it off with a couple of people in the first week or two that they're there. Yeah, and then there's a very good chance that you make enemies as well. But essentially what you're saying is, it's a hotel room, isn't it? I mean, isn't that what it is? For somebody who's maybe working or, you know, over our, in Ireland from a, I don't know, a multinational company, maybe it's a hotel room, essentially, just without the bells and whistles. That's exactly what it is. I've lost here on there for some reason, sorry. Yeah, that, that's, that is exactly what it is. It's there to serve a purpose. It's not your home. You know, your home is back wherever. You know, it, it, you're there to do a job. And odds are, you will pile in the hours while you're there doing it. So Richard is essentially, Richard Boy Barrett is essentially saying, Graham, but just not in my backyard. Of he just doesn't want them built there. That attitude exists in everything. It doesn't, if you go to build 60 flats in a leafy suburb, you're going to get those objections. Oh, what about the traffic? What about this? It's pure whataboutery from everyone. We're all, getting, we're all expert at it now. Well, say that because Stephen, you're a classic kid. Say you doing, Stephen? Yeah, hi, um, uh, Stephen, you believe it should be abolished. No, I have a good think about this, Noel, and I actually think the opposite. Um, I was thinking back, uh, my wife's mother used to run a B&B, had 10 rooms in it. And uh, she used to short letter all the time to guys that were coming from England, like builders and all. And uh, the company would pay her for two years or a year rental. And they'd all live in the one bedroom and do the same thing. So, yeah, there is a huge uh, gap in the market for this. And those people are actually taking up other properties that could be free for the housing shortage. I get you, yeah. So, in other words, those people could be in a two-bedroom apartment somewhere, a one-bedroom apartment or whatever it is that could be used for something, somebody else. Yeah, so, obviously, there's loads of builders coming over now at the moment. So, I'd say there's a big, huge market for this, actually. Mm. But, But I suppose Richard's point is not in Dunleary. He just, well, he just well, wanted well, to well, leafy Dunleary. Richard just wants clouds and rainbows. It is expensive. No, I, know, I know Kieran said it included, you know, the bills. It's still not cheap, like. It's, it, no, no, it like, is expensive. It's, it's still not. And the thing is, you've got to think, it's targeted at a single man or woman. Yeah. Professional. So at the end of the day, the whole point of taking up a six-month or a 12-month lease, if you're going to do this, is one, to save, and two to be within a short commute of work. I mean, I know a guy in, Char- in Charleville that he works in Dublin, he gets the morning train and he's home by 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. You know, and the only reason he doesn't drive is he likes sitting, sitting down and read the paper, listen to, a few, listen to radio, listen to a few podcasts, and he's home at half 7 and he's refreshed. You know, and, but he doesn't mind doing that, but it's still a 13-hour day, five days a week. You know, if you could rent somewhere and live down here, 
ransomware affordable, provided you're on good money. This is the market that's being targeted with this. It's not the guy who's earning 12, 13 quid an hour in a coffee shop. Did either of you ever live in a bed set, by the way? Yeah, I did. did oh, you? yeah, yes. Well, somebody rightly said earlier on there was a reason we closed bedsits down and made them illegal. Yes, but I think the reason was the bedsits what they were. Yeah, well, most of the bedsits that were around back in the seventies and eighties before the laws came in and changed them, you couldn't have them anymore. Were actually unsafe. Oh yeah, yeah. they were illegal. No, my first bedsit, I could see Jupiter from my uh, bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that right. wasn't the rule. Well, yeah. for, for those for those listening who don't remember bedsits, who may be a little bit too young to remember them, but they were essentially these old Georgian houses all up around Ratmines, Ratgar whatever it was, or any houses indeed, where they would convert a living room into four bedsits. <laughs> so, there was one, I knew a guy who was in a bedsit and he had to walk to his friend's room to get out. <laughs> That's how bad it was. It was a doorway to his mate's room. The thing is, there's a hidden thing behind this all of this. Do you remember the, the, prime, the RT Investigates programme a few years ago about the rental market? Yes, I and do indeed. The, when they looked into it and how many people are actually house-sharing, we truly, honestly, don't have a clue how many people are sharing houses? We're there's nothing wrong with house sharing. No, there is no, and, and, and no, there's nothing wrong with the bed sit notion or no, this kind of, exactly. I don't believe this idea. Because it's all part of life. It's all part yeah. of growing up. And, you know, you don't have to do it if you don't want to. No, my daughter does it. And there was five, five girls in the bed in five rooms mm-hmm. in the house in Limerick. That was fine. But when you're looking at house shares like the other, someone else said earlier on, 10 people in a, in a four bed you know, it doesn't work. No, no. Long term, it's I'm not sure them people in Ireland love to get out of them conditions and pay the 1300 because they're probably paying 1300 or something like that for, as that other chap said, when you put all your bills together, you're probably not a fair cry off 1300 you know? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not. Maybe not thirteen hundred. Thirteen hundred. I have to be honest, is exceptionally expensive. For for now, I know it is Dunleary, and Dunleary is expensive in itself. But in saying that, for one room, which is the size of a car park space, it is a bit of a rip off. Mind you, I don't know how it's been furnished, and I think you get the hob with it, and you get all the bed and all that kind of comes with it, and everything is all kitted out, so you don't have to buy all your own stuff. All right, listen, lads, thank you very much indeed. Uh, the bottom line is, I believe it's a good idea, and I completely agree with you, Kevin. There is a market for it. Richard doesn't believe that, but there is a market for it, but certainly not at that price. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.